You're listening to episode 61 of Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Let's chat. Discover children at a whole new level. Be empowered to grow with the children in your life. Welcome to Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Hi there and welcome to Chat About Children where we chat about all things children and empower you to grow with the children in your life. Now we all need to incorporate mindfulness in our day to day and it's certainly become increasingly more important in recent times for people of all ages. Now today's chat is all about mindfulness for kids. What is it? What does it mean? And what are the benefits of strengthening the mindfulness muscle? My special guest today is Jane Martino, and she certainly has changed the lives of many through her wonderful work. So I'm looking forward to having you get to learn a little more about mindfulness for kids, of course, and all the wonderful work that she contributes to this area. Now, of course, you can access show notes for this episode at the website chataboutchildren.com. So I do encourage you to go across and have a look at the show notes for the episode. I'd also like to take a few quick moments to share with you the upcoming release of my third book, A Gift for Mums. It's called Flourish for Mums, 21 Ways to Thrive with Self-Care and Acceptance. And it is a book that has been inspired by the thousands of mothers I have worked with over the decades and my own motherhood journey, having three children in two and a half years. It creates a space for mothers to include themselves in their own circle of nurture while celebrating the children in their lives. And you can now pre-order it at flourishformums.com. Okay, well, let's get this chat started on mindfulness and kids with Jane Martino. Jane Martino is a mother and published author with her series of six thank you books, a book entitled Mindfulness Made Easy, and a five-book picture book series in partnership with Smiling Mind. Jane is also chair and co-founder of the globally recognized tech-based not-for-profit Smiling Mind that delivers freely accessible preventative mental health tools. Smiling Mind has over 5.4 million people using its free mindfulness app. Their award-winning education tools are also utilized by over 194,000 teachers across Australia each day. Jane Martino, welcome to Chat About Children. Oh, thanks for having me, Sonia. It's great to be here. Now, you're a super busy woman. I wonder when you're not doing all the wonderful stuff you do, what do you enjoy doing? Well, I love cooking, gardening, both very mindful activities, actually. So that's not a surprise. Yeah. And of course, I have to say meditating, but that's normally something I just do every morning as part of my routine, like brushing my teeth. Mm -hmm. Look, spending time with friends and exercising, just healthy things if I can. And then obviously a sneaky wine every now and then. Absolutely. You are human, Jane. Come on. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what led you to the area of mindfulness, because today it's all about mindfulness and kids. Why is it so important to you personally to start with? What inspired everything that you've done? Yeah, I think for me, it was something I actually resisted for quite a while. So I had lots of friends who were like, you should try meditation, you'll love it. And this is many years ago. So my eldest is now 15 and a half. And I started meditating just after I had him. So even before that, friends nagged me and I said, no, no, it's not for me. I'm far too busy and I never sit still, And my, which was actually exactly the reason I needed it. But I just didn't realize that at the time. And it was probably my ego and, and also a bit of fear of the unknown, I guess. But eventually having a child and being extremely sleep deprived, I think just led me to try anything to feel good and 
meditation, you know, even short meditations are equivalent to quite long stints of sleep. So once I read that statistic, I thought, well, I'll give it a go. And I haven't looked back. I've just found it incredible in terms of for the traditional things it's meant to help with, you know, in terms of attention training and and ability to focus and be more productive. I mean, that's fundamentally what mindfulness meditation is, but all the other amazing byproducts. So, you know, stress management, emotional reactivity, and being able to really regulate your emotional reactions, increased empathy. And at home, at work, it just, I felt made me a better person. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously that then you were inspired to then bring that to children. So what was that about? How did that come about? Yeah, so I'd had the three boys obviously use the practice of meditation for a number of years with really good success and then sold my PR agency and had some time off and I was spending a lot more time in my community. So with young kids, ELC and sort of school age, And I was realizing that there was a lot of low levels of anxiety permeating the classrooms and even fun activities I do like the veggie patch. I was like, wow, I don't remember this as a child. I don't remember this sweating the small stuff like I can see is happening. And I caught up with James Tutton, my co-founder, who had also been a client of my agency. And we talked, he said, what are you doing? What's your next big thing? And I said, I want to do something with well-being for young people and use tech. And he'd been looking at mindfulness programs over at UCLA and looking at how it was used in education. So we sort of combined our ideas and that's really how Smiling Mind was born. And it was born from the fact we thought it's been so instrumental in positive change for us as adults. Imagine if we'd had it in our wheelhouse, like from such a young age. And that's really The goal of Smiling Mind was always accessibility, so a not-for-profit, free of charge for whoever needed it, but also, you know, embedding it into the curriculum, into people's everyday, into having children see the health of the mind just like they do the health of the body. So they get excited about a PE class, but we wanted them to feel excited about mindfulness. Absolutely, and it's quite holistic in that way too. So just a little quick definition here, Jane, for anyone that's, and I guess some people have different perceptions of what mindfulness is and different understandings of what that is. Can you explain from your perspective, what is mindfulness when you say it? What are we referring to? What does it look like or feel like? What is it? I like to talk about, to give it context is mindlessness. I think really helps us understand better what mindfulness is. And so if you're driving somewhere, you're on the phone, you park your car at a shopping centre, you come back and you can't remember where you've parked it. That is an example of mindlessness, which, by the way, has happened to me multiple times. (laughs) It's a good example. but And the reason is you are focusing on multiple things at, at a time. You're on a phone call, you're not focusing on where you're parking. You're probably thinking about what else you've got to get at the shops. Whereas mindfulness is being completely present in the current moment, in the here and now, and doing so without, you know, with curiosity and without judgment and really not getting caught up in the past or thinking about the future or any other thoughts than just driving the car feeling your hands on the steering wheel and finding the park at the shopping centre. So that's sort of the best way I think to describe it from my point of view. 
Perfect. It's very much that here and now. And I mean, you've just reminded me of one of my kids who, when we're doing something or where it could just be having dinner or whatever it is, her mind is way ahead. Okay, can I go do this? Can I do that? Can I do the other? And let's enjoy dinner. Let's talk about our day. Let's experience this time together. So I'm, would that be an example where you're wanting to, I guess, an example of bringing back to the moment and the present and the here and now? 100%. And I think that's why mindfulness meditation is so powerful because it actually does train your mind to do that. You become so aware how much your mind wanders ahead of itself, exactly as the example you've given. And what it does is it doesn't stop that from happening. That's a natural. Our minds are designed to think. But it helps us say, hey, hang on, we're sitting at the dinner table. We actually don't need to worry about what's happening next. We just need to enjoy this. And so it actually builds the muscle that allows us to bring ourselves back. So I think one of the myths is that, you know, if you meditate, your mind will be clear. That isn't necessarily, some people might be lucky enough to experience that, but I've been meditating for over 15 years and still have very noisy meditations certain days. And that doesn't mean it's not working. It just means that you're noticing and you're bringing it back to the moment. And that's exactly what you're training yourself to do. Absolutely. Huge awareness training. Would you say for some kids, it's more so recommended than for others? I mean, I know that it has blanket benefits for everybody, no matter what age, et cetera. But would you say that there is more so of a recommendation for any particular, I don't know, I don't want to say profile, but kind of characteristics or tendencies or anything like that that you've experienced? Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, there's a lot of positive byproducts from the process of meditation. So, and they're they're quite individual and different, each one. And so I think certainly if there's more acute feelings of anxiety or behavioral issues, then yes, that can certainly, we get a lot of feedback from parents of children on the spectrum. And so certainly it is helpful if things are a little more acute, but in saying that, like, it's also sometimes just as simple as kids not finding it difficult to get off to sleep. So that's quite different again. So I think you can say that it is definitely good and will have positive impact on everyone. But if there are specific challenges, there's also a lot of content within our platform to address those quite specifically. And you'll see that if you sort of sift through it. So I think that's where, you know, it is for everyone, but we do specialize in some of the content. Yeah, perfect. So can you expand a little bit for us on the Smiling Mind app? Like it's the number one mindfulness app in Australia. Why do you think it's had such great success? Apart from we all need it, What makes this perfect? Is it a good starter for parents kind of going, where do I start with all of this? Is it a good starting place? Like, tell us a bit more. Well, you know, when we first came up, even the name, you know, we wanted it to be approachable. We wanted it to not, we wanted meditation to lose a bit of the woo-woo, which sounds funny now because meditation and mindfulness is much more part of our vernacular. But back then, nine years ago, it definitely wasn't. Mm. So we wanted to build a brand that was fun and approachable and easy to understand the why. So we tried to use the evidence and obviously engage psychologists to write the content, but also just make it really fun and engaging for for young people. So I think that's why it's been, you know, really well received. It's also used in homes and schools 
So I think it definitely is loved by the community and that helps with the virality and people referring each other into the program. So that's been a huge part of its success as well. And it's free. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're saying there, though, is you get that consistency because it's harder when, say, you know, a family's feeling like they're doing it in isolation, if you like. But if it's then reinforced in the other context, it makes a huge, huge difference to get that consistency in the practice. And as you said, the training of that mindfulness muscle. Is there a specific example that you can think of at all, Jane, that you could share with us of any feedback you've got? And I'm sure you've got heaps of feedback of maybe one child that might come to mind where they've used the app and there's been a real turnaround. Is there anything that comes to mind that you could share with us? So I think the best example that I have is a really simple one. And we were written to from a mother of a child that was having large amounts of anxiety about going to school and literally could not get him out of the house to go to school. It was that bad. And she wrote to us and said the only thing that had helped and enabled them to actually make it successfully to school was Smiling Mind. So I think that's, I love that example because it's something as a parent I can completely relate to. And it sounds so simple, but it's such a big thing. It's such a big part of a young person's world to go to school. And if there's things happening at school that cause distress or, you know, there's a lot of worry happening, it just shows the impact it has on really training the young person's mind to just be in the moment and not worry too much about what's up ahead and how you might be feeling up ahead or things that may happen, but just to really be in the present moment. So I think that was a beautiful thing to think that we'd gone from having a family dread a morning ritual of getting ready and going off to school, which brings a lot of kids joy. And it was actually pretty scary for this young person and that we've been able to turn that around. So there's so many, there's literally thousands of examples like that, but I love that one because it's not particularly acute. It's something that's happened to most parents and it made a difference very quickly and turned that situation around. And it's super powerful because that can be really distressing for everyone involved. You know, starting a day like that, and as you said, a lot of parents can relate, it can really play havoc with the rest of your day sometimes for everybody. And it can be quite exhausting. So it's quite empowering. And I think what you mentioned earlier is that access is what's really important. Knowing that you can make that decision and go, okay, I have this tool. That is really what makes all the difference. You're not having to kind of source all these external, you know, various things to help. So it's a great starting point and not just a starting point, but then a maintenance tool as well. So, yeah, no, I love that story. And I know heaps of listeners would relate to it. And obviously would be why a lot of education places are using it because it's reinforcing that emotional regulation that is so important for learning and joy really in our days. So as we know, Jane, you know, as authors, story is a wonderful way to teach children. And you've written a series of books based on mindfulness. And I'd love to know more about them. I've read the thank you present that was just out toward the end of 2019. And that's a book about gratitude, which is amazing. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about the inspiration behind the thank you present. It's a gorgeous story. So I'd love to know more about that. And then you can share with us the exciting news about your most recent release, book two of the series. Sounds good. That is something that 
we practice as a family every day. So at the dinner table, we do our three great things. And the boys are teenagers. And even when people come for dinner, they'll suffer through that. And the friend gets looped in as well. So it's still managing to survive, which I love. But, you know, gratitude and the thought of of gratitude is something that I think is so important to embed in family. And so the inspiration for the thank you present was really seeing in my own children their obsession with gifts for themselves <laughs> and just generally their obsession with themselves and trying to turn that on its head by tapping into things that I know kids love, which is presents, parties, presents, you know, reasons to get presents, and then perhaps just making them think. So the, the series is based on each of the five themes is based on the pillars from our ELC learning, you know, curriculum at Smiling Mind. And so each of the five had to fit in with that. But I definitely always tried to use things that I had experienced in my own family with the children that they could relate to, but that would also spark lots of questions and why is that? And, oh, yeah, that's true, you know, and spark their curiosity as well and hopefully allow both in the classroom and between the parent and child, like, a lot of discussion. And at the back of the book, we allow for that too. There's little activities and sort of thought starters. So that's that one. The the second one, Super Me, is the theme is identity and belonging. And for me, this was based on my youngest son, Sonny. So he actually was happy to be named in the book. I did check with him because the story is about him loving his tutu, which he did when he was young. He loved Barbies and tutus and really enjoyed, you know, playing with girls. And basically from kinder right through to sort of mid-primary school, he was teased a lot for that because it was quite different from the norm if there is such a thing, you know. Uh, really. But, and I just saw his pain, but I also saw his immense courage and conviction with connecting with what he really loved. And we really always supported that as parents. And I saw him come out the other side with an amazing amount of resilience. And he's a very unique and special human as a result. And so I really wanted to use that inspiration to inspire other people and especially young people to be themselves and be really true to who they are and worry less about what they think. And yeah, so that's the inspiration for that one. It literally is 100% true story. So yeah. Well, I absolutely love it. And now I love it even more knowing that Sunny, like when I know the story behind a story, it just connects you even further, doesn't it? But I know when I read it, you know, I got tears in my eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I just felt so much for Sunny. I'm like, what's going to happen next? And But that's the reality, you know, and it's like, well, what does happen next? And what is he going to do? And what tools has he got? And just seeing him even in the story, and I know there's a lot more to it in real life, but that sense of empowerment and the inspiration you get from Sunny, and then I guess just that reassurance that Sunny mm-hmm. gets as well in the story and looking at how other people respond and react. Like there's so much in it. I know that there's lots of layers, but there's so much in terms of awareness and acknowledging, as we said, individuality, but also the feelings, you know, because I was just feeling, I was feeling for Sunny and I'm feeling it like I'm Sunny. And I'm like, my gosh, someone, you know, do something. But then ultimately, Jane, we can't control what the others are doing or saying, what's Sunny doing for himself? And that's really where 
the super me comes out, doesn't it? Well, that's my perspective. Yeah, no, that's exactly spot on. I think a really good example of things that we all feel all of the time, even as adults, you know, not just children, sometimes more so as adults. I think I've become there's sometimes beauty and a bit of naivety and, you know, ignorance, not realizing that people are thinking certain things about you. You know, I think that realization when they do as a child and you don't feel perhaps that same sense of freedom, that was really what I wanted to tap into is like, okay, what happens at that time? At that time, you still have a support network there who love and respect you for who you are. And then you've got to work out all of the tangled emotions and things that are going on inside and kind of use both those things as your anchor to come out the other side. So that was really what we were trying to express in the book, I guess. So hopefully it came out. I actually, when I got my advanced copy, I mean, I showed Sonny along the way, but he hadn't seen the whole thing and he read it and he said, did that really happen? And I was like, yes, it definitely happened. It happened (laughs) a lot. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, like, so I love it. You know, I mean, he's in high school now, but yeah, he definitely isn't too scarred by it, obviously. So he's come out stronger, Jane, stronger. Oh, I love it. The tapestry of life, I guess. That's right. And that's super me that was just out last month. So are you yet able to share anything about what the other books in the series are? Or is that, are we just going to have to wait? (laughs) No, definitely. There's Finding Your Voice, so one about communication, which is all about, you know, again, I mean, if you look at it philosophically, they all have similar themes, which is a lot around, you know, acceptance, curiosity, lack of judgment, trying to, you know, remove all of those things. So in lots of ways, when I look at them, I don't think, and even working with Penguin, like they're not traditional in that sense. And a lot of the content I think is quite unique, which I think is really special. So yeah, there's finding your voice, there's love of learning. So there's lots of really interesting sort of meaty things coming up all with different characters, all in different settings from campsites to parks to schools. And yeah, so we've tried to really design something that would take people on a full journey over the five books. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Congratulations. I haven't said that yet, but congratulations because so far I'm really loving the series and and I know it's just going to change lives. So it's really, really exciting. So in terms of the books being used, because obviously the app's used amazingly, is there any particular way or angle that you're coming into more the education setting, because at home we kind of use books in whatever way it works. But in the education setting, is there a particular way that you're kind of looking at having the books used by educators or recommended kind of? Yeah, I mean, it's still sort of working through that, but definitely they are designed. And so I should say, and the reason I say we is I, so Catherine Morinace, who's our psychologist at Smiling Minds, was instrumental. And I would always have her look at my written work even before it went to the editor at Penguin just because I wanted to make sure that it was absolutely in line with yeah the curriculum and the things that the team had developed so it is designed to be worked in with the physical meditations that are used in the ELC classrooms the activities as well that are part of the curriculum and and so it's designed to be a tangible a tangible way for 
the teachers to also integrate some of the learnings just in a different methodology or different wrapping paper, I guess. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So tell us a little bit about how parents and carers can instill some basic mindful practices if they're not already obviously implementing any of them. Anything basic that you can share that they could perhaps start today? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that is really good is to nurture a child's innate capacity to be in the present moment. Like it's often us that rush the kids around and they'll stop to look at something or say, oh, wow, there's a bug here. And, you know, we're like, come on, we're running late. You know, so I think we are often the ones guilty of causing them to be in a different state of mind. So I think that's, and also looking at the role we play in often, and now my boys are old enough and I do quite enjoy in some respects them calling me on things that I have, like I'll often say to them when they're little, I'd say, I'd use the beautiful Eleanor Roosevelt quote, comparison is the thief of joy, you know, especially because I had three boys in three years. So they'd always compare. And so now, you know, the boys will bark that back at me if I'm... (laughs) But I really like that because I think that shows that I'm doing an okay job of leading by example, instilling things in them that are important, but also then realizing, well, I'm accountable to behave in exactly the same way. So, you know, asking ourselves, how are we showing them that we're being mindful, that we're taking care of our minds and taking time for ourselves? Even if my boys give me so much grief about being spiritual and woo-woo and, you know, but I still know that they understand, they listen to a lot of the things I do and they do take it in and they do respect it. So that's the first one that I think is really good. And then I think it's also seeing things from a child's perspective a bit more. I think, you know, and that's what the books really tried to do as well. They really try and and take you into the world of a child. And I think yeah, sometimes that we look at everything as adults. And so I think if really, if we can, yeah, get down to their level and do that, I think that will be really good. Yeah. I mean, they're the main things and just spending time without distraction. Yes. I mean, that's good for us anyway, whether it's having coffee with our friends and making sure there's no phones on the table or whatever it is, but certainly with them practicing that I think is really helpful. Yeah, look, that's a combination of wonderful mindfulness practices that can start now and take-home messages, Jane. You've kind of answered two questions in one there. You've done really well. Oh. So tell me, how do we find out more about you, about Smiling Mind, about the book series? Yeah, so everything is on the website, so smilingmind.com.au. The app's on the app store. That's more focused on the content, but it does provide really good and we go right up from ELC right up to adult so we really do cater for everyone there's family programs relationship programs even during COVID we've done programs for healthcare workers so there really is so much content on there for everyone to enjoy so it's really just going in and having a play with it and finding everyone's different every you know there's all different types of practices just experiment and find you know what really works for you Yeah, I love it. Jane Martino, thank you so much for everything that you're doing and that you're continuing to do. It is much appreciated. And I know there are lots of smiling minds out there due to your wonderful work. So thank you so much for joining Chat About Children. My pleasure. Makes me happy to hear that. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, Sonia. Thank you.
A super important chat there with Jane Martino, who offers so much value in her work. Now, you can access more details about Jane and more in our show notes at chataboutchildren.com. Please do remember to leave a rating and review for the Chat About Children podcast and share this episode with family, friends and with colleagues who you know will benefit. Thank you so much for your attention. I celebrate you and look forward to chatting soon. Thanks for joining the Chat About Children with Sonia Vestalich, www.chataboutchildren.com. Chat